0: Log Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older, and one way to celebrate life is by sharing books with our middle-grade grandchildren, especially those that are highly entertaining and adventurous, and that's where today's guest comes in. B.B. Alston hails from South Carolina and confesses to being a big fan of sugary treats, but in addition to his sweet tooth B.B. is one heck of a writer in fact with his very first novel he became both a New York Times best selling author as well as an international best selling author his debut novel Amari and the Night Brothers was also named the overall winner of the Barnes and Noble Children's and YA Book Awards and the best news is that Beebe's just released the much awaited sequel to that very first blockbuster it's called Amari and the Great Game and Vivi's joining us today to share all about it Welcome Vivi, am I excited to talk to you
1: oh, Thank you so much, I'm so happy to be here
0: Well, first off, we had a chance to chat a little before the show started So I'm going to say this again, but congratulations mm-hmm. on all of your success I mean, there are tons of writers, thank there's you. tons of books out there But your very first novel stayed on the bestseller list for more than 30 weeks Wow
1: Oh, uh, thanks so much. <laughs> it's just like a fair show sometimes, honestly.
0: <laughs> I can really imagine that. And and I did want to ask you, I mean, you are a, a younger gentleman, I know that, but, I mean, did you, has becoming an author been a major dream of yours for years?
1: Yeah, so I actually started way back in the eighth grade. I used to write these really, really corny um, um uh, uh, horror, horror stories with my classmates, and it would always be like a field trip that went terribly wrong. Where, like the bus crashed into the woods and we had to now we had to escape from like zombies and vampires and like my classmates would all gather <laughs> around and see it to the end. And um, you know, just seeing how excited they got it kinda of made, made me excited about writing and then I just kinda of kept it going from there. Um yeah, so yeah, first started. <laughs>
0: Wow. Well, and I can imagine you were entertaining lots of your friends back then with your stories, but now you're entertaining the whole world as an international bestseller. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's start out, if we can, let's talk a little bit about Amari, her brother, and maybe some of the adventures that took place in the first book so we can catch up with what she faces in Amari and the Great Game. So tell us about Amari.
1: Okay, so Mari, is uh she starts off in the, in the first book she's a twelve year old inner city kid who's desperate to find her missing older brother, and she she, she manages to find out that he worked for this uh, this secret agency and so and they have a summer camp, and so she goes there in the summer and finds out that it's the Bureau of Supernatural Affairs where, and um where they kind of where she kind of learns that supernatural creatures from myths and legends like vampires and zombies and stuff and all that kind of stuff they're real and they're living among us so you might have a witch as your neighbor or maybe your bellman secretly a werewolf. That kind of thing, and so, um, so she 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 goes there. She beats the bad guy, you know. She finds her older brother up in the first book, and then now she thinks my second summer is going to be great, right? Because I did all the hard stuff the first time. But of course, there's a new mystery and there's new things, new challenges, and I'm I'm hoping readers will get excited about the new characters and and seeing what happens with the old characters and how they progress. I'm really excited for readers to get a chance to read it.
0: I am sure you're excited on so many levels. How long did it take you to write the sequel?
1: Well, they only gave me a year, so but I just took a little bit longer than that. So I took about a year and a half, which was which is tough for me because I took. But the first book it took me like like three or four years because I had all the time in the world because nobody cared.
0: <laughs> I didn't have that yeah. time,
1: so um, about about a year and a half for this one.
0: Well, and I'm thinking, I mean, of course, I have not, I, I, we mentioned again that I, I, you're living the life I would have loved to have lived, but <laughs> it comes with some, I'm sure, some stress, because uh, to have that amazing experience of having such success with your first novel, to follow up, I mean, uh, and then too, like you say, they gave you a time limit and everything, was it was a kind mm-hmm. of, you know, challenging?
1: Oh, well, it's definitely that part. You always have that worry in the back of your mind, like, oh, man, I hope I don't blow this or, you know, disappoint the, the readers and everything. But I think you just kind of have to trust your gut and, just, you know, just try the best story you can and just kind of hope readers really respond to it. But it's definitely that worry in the back of
0: your mind all the time, like, man, I hope I don't, you know
1: write something terrible and then irritate me
0: now, <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's well, I've read it's not the case, let me tell you, but i so I mean like while you're writing, I'm wondering, do sometimes do the characters come alive in your mind? I've talked to other authors and and they'll just kind of say the characters almost take a life of their own, and you just kind of writing their words and their actions on paper,
1: yeah, so you know what, you you know what happens you know you, you, you put so much into the character and it, and it, you do so much work to make them a real character that it's it kinda of become real in your mind, right? And so like you already know how to how they like, answer certain questions and so if you ask them a question, you'll know how they respond. So it's almost like having a conversation and so sometimes you'll write you'll get you'll you'll write stuff where you want it to go and your character's like, No, nah, I wouldn't do that And you're like, Oh wow, you really
0: wouldn't, would you? <laughs> so you have to kinda of change it so they can fit your character. <laughs> so the characters kinda of tell you what they want you to write. That's right. <laughs> Well, and I want to say, too, of course, you are a great storyteller, as everybody knows now that you've you know, enjoyed all this success, but I think you also, well, not I think, I know, you also weave important social and cultural messages into your work. I mean, poverty, race, other issues that surround social justice that are so important for us to help our, our grandchildren understand. So tell us how you wove those, some of these more important issues and, and things into your stories.
1: Oh sure. So I think you know when you have a story that's so like so kind of fantastic and and make believe and so magical, you are going to have have, have have something like realistic for your readers to kind of grip onto and have a and kind of relate to. And so um, I, I I chose to put like um, like social like social issues in there, like uh, maybe like race and class, you know things that really affect real real kids and real and uh, real students. And so um, just so you know, you can get a message that uh, even somebody might look different than you or they think different than you or feel different than you. I mean, there's still, there's still no excuse to be mean to that person or kind of exclude them. And I, I always want my message book to be kind to other people, and so I think if that message can get out to readers, especially young readers, um, I think that's so important. I feel like I've done a success if a reader gets that message.
0: Oh, baby. well, that I think really, I mean, and too, at that age, um, you know, they're experiencing life, they're doing all these things. It's, like I said, I think it's so important. As a grandmother, I'm speaking from experience, you know, that, that these kinds of ideas and thoughts are given to our grandchildren, and they have an understanding of, like you say, being kind and understanding other people. So I, I applaud you for that, too. Uh, and I, I wanted to say, too, I'm sure, I mean, you've been getting rave reviews, you're having huge Success, which is exciting, but tell us about. Have you gotten uh, feedback some from some of your younger readers? Because that, you know, critics are one thing, but your readers must be another.
1: Oh yeah, so I get I get tons of like messages, from, like especially especially Instagram. I think they be the favorite Instagram messages. I uh, love you know they'll, they'll tell me to say what they, what they what they love about it, and they'll definitely tell you the parts that they didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, or sometimes they'll give, they give you writing tips. Like, they, 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 they have no filter; They'll let you know exactly how they feel. That's what I love about them. Um, you know, with, with adults, you know, they kind of – like, they might should you something or they might kind of tell you what you want to hear, but kids, are definitely, they'll tell you exactly what they feel, and I love that about them. Um, but it's, it's so great to hear about, you know, uh, kids who, who read the book and maybe, you know, they were dealing with a bully at school and seeing how Amari dealt with the bully kind of gave them the courage to, you know, face their bully and that kind of thing or – Or even the kids who you know who didn't like didn't like reading, but then they they read my book, and now they now they're trying out different books. I mean, those kind of things are so exciting, and I love it. So um, it's it's been really it's been really fun. Uh, I had a a signing yesterday. I got to meet them in person, and that was that was so much fun. It it just the best.
0: Oh, baby, I, yeah, I can imagine. And too, really thinking that you are, you know, touching young minds and maybe, you know, making a difference to in a fun way because it's not a lecture, it's not do this or do that. You do, you present it in such a fun, readable way that you know they're enjoying it, but they're also learning something, a profound lesson at the same time.
1: Oh, definitely. I, I think you know, like I said, the message of this kindness is, is kind of the theme I want to carry out through all my books. So um, yeah, I think that's so important, especially today when you know people are so divided nowadays. I think you know just to be kind to one another and, and, and uh, treat somebody who's different than you, you know, the same, just you get someone who's the same as you. So um, that's definitely an important message for me, an important theme in the book.
0: Well, I applaud you for that, and of course, if your life weren't as exciting enough, Universal Studios <laughs> is developing a major motion picture with your characters. Wow, how great is that? Oh, that's,
1: that's so much fun. We got Marce Martin set to play Amari, and Don Tito's involved, and Universal, and uh, and Vanderbilt is, uh, the, is uh, the production company. They did the live action, Beauty and the Beast. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm hoping to have some definite news by the end of the year, uh, as far as like when, when, when shooting might start and as a release date, too. So, yeah.
0: Hi. Wow. Well, that, again, I, all I've been saying is congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> but I mean, it is true. So before we have to leave, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave with our audience about you know your books or anything else?
1: Oh, just um, I hope you hope you give the books a try. If, you, if you're ever looking to get in contact with me, you can uh, reach, you can find out more information at bb dot com or you can see me on Twitter and Instagram at bb underscore austin.
0: Well. Thank you, B.B., for your time, uh, uh, your wonderful energy, (laughs) your creativity, your humor, (laughs) and sharing this important message because it's wrapped in a delightful story. And I know uh, grandparents will enjoy reading it as well as their grandchildren, but I'm for sure giving it to my granddaughter. So thanks again, B.B. And for for all of you listeners out there. Make sure to check out both of BB's books. Uh, they're going to give your grandchildren and you too many hours of reading pleasure and lots of adventures to share. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio. See you, and I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.